Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We are your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. You guys are getting this episode Friday, July 1st, but we are recording just hours post-free agency. And today we are joined by the magnificent court cousins, Jason Peace and Kyle. What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for having us, gentlemen. Yeah, really excited to have you guys on. If you guys haven't heard of the Court Cousins, they put on an amazing show on YouTube and their standard podcast you can get everywhere where you stream your podcast. But really excited to get you guys on here. It's it's been a little while. Um, We've been trying to plan this for for what seems like a a couple months now. So finally got you guys in. Um, And you got us on right after right after having Jeff Weltgott in here. That's a big halo to fill. Oh, man, it's it's big time, (laughs) big time, big time. Um, But before we get into um, just the the madness of free agency and and some of the things that that kind of went past um, this this last week, uh, let's let's get some background. We know that you guys are currently residing in Connecticut. Where did Mm -hmm. the Orlando Magic come from for you guys? Why did you guys decide to go on this journey? Yeah. yeah, well, uh, our family uh, lived just outside of Orlando, uh, so I would go, we would go down all the time when I was a kid, um, and we went. To, I went to some of the first games in that first season in 89-90, um, and I, I met Terry Catledge at a bank in between games. Like He was just there, and he waved me and my dad over. He signed one of our hats and shook my hand, and like at that point, I was like, I'm done with my Celtic stuff. I'm all in on this Magic team, and since... Since then, yeah. I've just been all about it. So, and then I think he kind of just I followed along. Yeah, it's my later. big cousin, you know. So, I'm just following what my cousin does. I want to. I want to be cool. And my uncles, his dad uh, would take take me to games. My uncles, he doesn't have two dads. I'm just saying, I have other uncles. They would take <laughs> me to games when I was young too. So, growing up and seeing Shaq and Penny, just hooked from there. I mean, how could you not be? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At, at a bank, Terry, like. <laughs> The the fact that you even knew who he was at a bank, I I find that's that's very. Impressive. Oh yeah, he pulled up in a convertible. He had the top down. He was just letting it all hang out. They had just won the nice. night before, which a rare win for them in that first season. So he was feeling good, and he like noticed that we noticed him and kind of like waved him over. I mean, he was clearly a guy who had some money, so he wasn't trying to be hidden. <laughs> yeah, now now I I have to know on your episodes, you guys have have this thing called a Rolo update where you guys share a picture oh, yeah. of Rolo and, and it's something that connects you guys and how you guys are feeling. Um, if Robin Lopez is. doesn't get brought back, are you replacing oh. that segment? Like what what is it? Because this that's for me, that's Anthony. the segment that I look forward to. <laughs> yeah, this is this a point of contention, man. Yeah, this is we're know, this guy, curveballs. It's a curveball. It's a curveball. Um, this is a point of contention, man. We're we're really crossing all of our fingers, hoping that Weltman brings back Rolo to to recline majestically on the sideline there mm. and and just view the games and maybe get in, throw a couple hook shots so that we can continue to do our Rolo check-in where we kind of choose a different iteration. I mean, he's been on so many teams and we try to bend that to how we're feeling for that day and use it as a social emotional check-in for us i wouldn't yeah. mind freshening it up to be honest i love yeah. Rolo, but <laughs> i'm getting tired of finding the same pictures over and over it's, uh, <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> eventually you're gonna have to run out of pictures eventually yeah <laughs> um, he has a lot more pictures than he probably should but still, <laughs> yeah, he does. we run low <laughs> i believe it i believe it all right so let, let's get into all the free agency madness all right so the very first thing the the headline story is kevin durant asking out um mm. 
just from a Brooklyn Nets perspective where, you know, before they got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and they were favorites to win the NBA championship, they were, they were an up and coming young team and they decided to blow it all up to bring in two really big superstars on their team. And then very short live is all gone out the window. So, mm-hmm. um, just what happens today, Paulo Bancaro, also rookie of the year, already starting off strong. You know, he <laughs> he ends up posting a story on his story, a jersey swap of you know him and Kevin Durant. Um, first and foremost, uh, if you're if you're the Brooklyn Nets, do you kind of regret that decision, or are you happy with that team for even trying to make that distance? And then, two, what do you what do you guys think on on Paulo even you know having the hindsight to even try to do something like that? I'll start, Peach. Let me let me jump in on this one because I was driving in the car today and we're in Bridgeport, which is like 45 minutes outside the city. So we get the New York City radio and man, people are devastated that the broadcasters, they are they are vitriolic, angry. They are pissed off. I mean, they are ready to take pitchforks and go to Kevin Durant's house and burn that sucker down. <laughs> and and I don't really blame them. I, they had a fun playoff team with um kenny atkinson the coach you know getting those young guys together d'angelo russell russell was kind of reviving his career after a false start in the in la they had some fun young guys and they were really they pushed in and and were fighting in the playoff i can't remember if they actually made it in or what it was they were close that was a good squad and then you know they blow it up as you you should in a big market to get kd and then Kyrie, and then james harden you trade away all these assets and now you've kind of mortgaged the future of your franchise and the guys are just gonna leave they're just gonna go like do they have no shame like where is your shame kevin durant like step up be a man start something and finish it i i'm just beside myself i can't believe you you can't be upset at the front office they they did their job Somehow, magically, no pun intended, they were able to bring in James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. You're expecting a championship. Steve Nash, I'm still a little confused with that hire. But the the three of them, you're expecting something. And for them to just blow it up. They kissed the butts of all these players. They did like the Steve Nash move that was following Kevin, bringing in Kyrie, who became a headache, who just completely dismantled and was a cancer to that team. That was Kevin Durant. That's what he wanted to do. And then today they also traded a first round pick for Royce O'Neal. Like, like why? What the, why? What? And I don't know what's going on with that. With Paulo, I mean, I just love that. I just love it, Paulo. Like, go, go for it, young fella. Like, he he's not afraid to swim with the sharks. You can tell. He's, he's like ready. tampering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's recruiting. He, he hasn't even stepped foot. Um, officially, and he's already recruiting. What I found Love funny it. is that Richard Jefferson ended up commenting and saying, uh, listen, yeah. big guy, if this trade does go down, he goes to Orlando, most you're likely going you're going to Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I <laughs> like is, for Peach and I that in the tri-state area, we're gonna we go when the Magic play the Knicks and the Nets, and it's looking like those Nets tickets are gonna be cheap, Peach. <laughs> Very cheap. Yeah, and, and for that, like, fortunately, it worked out for the Knicks because the Knicks at that moment they felt like, man, they they missed out. Can't believe that they decided to choose the ugly the ugly uh, step cousin. See what I did there, and uh, <laughs> and decided hey. to go with with Brooklyn. So it's 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 crazy. Now, do you guys feel like the players have way too much power? It's a little different because yeah, Kevin Durant's absolutely. situation and, and Kyrie's situation. You know, Kevin Durant's still under contract for four years, so it doesn't matter. 
you know, what Kevin Durant wants, Brooklyn's going to do what Brooklyn wants to do. Kyrie's a little different because he's he opted into his final year. So who is going to, one, want that headache? And then, two, if you try trading into a team that, you know, doesn't want to rent him for the year or he doesn't want to stay there, then how much is he really worth, like, in terms of value? To me, not a lot of value because I like guys that want to be there that want to get involved in the community and be a part of the team. And he's never given me that vibe. Like he's that guy. There's several guys like that in the NBA that are like, yes, they're talented players, but they need to have the ball all the time. They want to score 35, 40 points. They don't really feel part of the team or the community. They're just there doing a job. And that's not as a fan, that's not really what you want. So like, you don't really want, yeah, you want a guy on your team that can fill it up, but at what cost? And the Nets got to see that cost. Now they have to live with it. And then l- luckily for them, they're they're at least in an okay position because you know whatever they're going to get for Kevin Durant is, is going to be a major haul. They still have Ben Simmons, so they can still survive from that. Um, but uh, I'm it makes me kind of reflect and realize how fortunate of a position that we're in because right now, you know, I would I would rather have some type of loyalty with the team that we have than just hiring a couple of mercenaries that that come in and things don't go their way and then and then they're out. Um, But kind of moving along with free agency. So it was reported today that the Orlando Magic did sign and bring back Mo Bamba after not tendering him a contract. I know that there was some rumors about maybe us going after another target Um, in terms of center. There was rumors that maybe Mo Bamba was interested in playing behind Nikola Vucevic again in Chicago. That There was other interests in (laughs) the NBA. Um, Al, what are your thoughts about bringing Mo Bamba back to the Orlando Magic? I'm excited, man, because for a second yet there yesterday, I was afraid. I'm like, wait, we're going to let him walk and, and get nothing out of it? You know, not a second round pick, nothing. So to bring him back at this contract. So we're looking at what, two years, 21 million right now? In my opinion, it's a great contract. He gets him time to keep growing in Orlando, keep showing what he can do. And then, hey, you're growing enough. You're liking what we're doing here. Let's let's pay you when the time comes. But right now, it's still time for you to prove yourself. Um, so we didn't, you know, handicap ourselves salary wise it's not a long-term contract enough for nothing but how many young guys out there can be a better backup center than Mobamba in the nba right now especially what he can bring that shooting that that touch that we need well, we, we're in dire need of shooting and he brings it to our team so i think if you tell me that a week ago Mobamba would sign in order the magic again for 221 i would have been thrilled so to answer your question yeah. i am thrilled today yeah. What about Moritz, though? What about Moritz? What we say? What other guy out there could give you the backup center minutes? We got Moritz there sitting I in like, the wings. I, he's I like he's set to make one point eight. I mean, like, yeah, I, I so listen. I, yeah, we got a we got a team option on him, right? So he's he's still right. he can still be back with the team. He can still be yes. that person that in case Wendell gets hurt, Mobamba gets hurt, which hey, historically they've been hurt in the past. Um, you can get minutes. So hopefully he is back in Orlando. I love the way he plays. He reminds me of MCW. So I, yeah. I love what he brings, that that kind of grit, grit and, and passion. Um, so I do hope that he's back. But on a regular basis, if you tell me Mo Bamba or, or Wagner, I, I would prefer to see Mo Bamba continue to grow here in Orlando. Yeah, I think everybody gets hung up on the fact that Mo Bamba was a high pick. And we need to shed that, okay, he's not the fifth overall pick. We just get over that and realize that he's a backup center, and he's a very good one, and that's what he is now. Stop holding him to that standard that he can't be. Now he's in a spot where he doesn't have to be the face of the franchise, and he seems more comfortable. 
Yeah, it's it's people holding on to those expectations. The reality is that, you know, as great and as much as we all love Wendell Carter and and when he plays, he plays like a big like a really big way bigger than what he is and he he does a lot of things on the floor. At the same time, we know that, you know, he's struggled with with injuries. So you want to be able to have a player ready to go in the event that something happens that can hold the fort down until, you know, Wendell comes back. And Mobamba is already comfortable with the system. Um, I personally am shocked that he wanted to come back. Like, I'm, I'm glad that there was interest for him wanting to come back. At the same time, I always had this perspective that if he had an opportunity to leave for to have a new environment and to start fresh, that he would do it. I'm actually surprised that he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I guess that speaks to the culture that is developing here. I think we got to tip the cap to Jamal Mosley and just the the way that he's leading this group of young men who are really coming together and starting to support each other. I, I think that maybe Mo just is really enjoying being a part of this team, I guess more so than we maybe thought from the outside. Now, how funny would it be if he signed a deal with the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> and decided to play back with Clifford? That would be oh, no. Oh, my God. At first, my brain didn't put that together. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> that's where Anthony's going. That's cold, Anthony. <laughs> and then we we transition. So we we bring back Mo Bamba. And it is also officially reported that we are also bringing back Gary Harris on a two-year, $26 million contract. So it, it looks like, you know, from everything that we've seen, uh, the fan base really wanted to see Gary Harris back. He's a solid veteran. We need to be able to bring veterans around these guys. Um, what, what are your thoughts on on bringing Gary Harris back? I love yeah, the part of the fan base. We're for it. We, yeah. We've been singing the praises of it for a while that we should bring him back. I mean, we need to have some veteran presence off the bench and he's the perfect fit for him. We already got him. He already knows our guys. He knows our system. I'm, I think we are both a little shocked that he wanted to do that. I think he's yeah. guaranteed minutes. A lot of other places he goes, but maybe he, has an inkling that he can outplay some guys and get those minutes. I don't know. Uh, I, I think he's used to having that fat bag. Yeah, I mean, he got paid with Denver, <laughs> and he was probably out there looking, and some teams maybe thinking about a mid-level exception, you know, something in the range of like 6 to 10 mil. And he's like, oh, they're going to give me 13 mil? I got this house payment, this car payment. Like, <laughs> he's probably living. You know, Gary Harris seems like a great guy. I'm not trying to say he's only after that money, but, hey, if I was in his position, that – like four or $5 million extra that looks like we're giving him per year. That's not nothing. So I hope, I think he will be okay with his role. I think he should get more minutes, but I understand that we need to see Suggs. We need, we want to give RJ an opportunity. Obviously Cole's going to get in there, but our, Gary is just a fantastic ad. The nose that he has on defense, I think is just great for other, for these young guys to learn. And uh, I don't think there's a better player for Jalen Suggs to be with every day in practice with how good Jalen is on defense playing next to a veteran like that. Oh, man, I can't wait to see how Jalen continues. Yeah, to he improve. needs to get Gary's shooting skills from the corner, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> let, me, um, let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you guys think that there's any factor here to do with the culture that's being built in Orlando? So, you know, the front office has been doing an amazing job kind of building this culture, talking about culture. And it finally seems like People want to play in Orlando. Like this free agents that can easily walk out of Orlando and go sign somewhere else. Mobamba, Gary Harris, most recently, they're coming back. They're playing for us. So, what do you think that say about our front office, about the culture, about the team that we're kind of building here in Orlando? 
I think that's that's exactly what you want. And I I said that you know a few in a few different places that I love the moves that Weltman made just from uh, keeping everything in and not giving away information. Players want to play for an organization that cares about them and isn't going to leak their stuff out to the media, and that's exactly what they're doing. And now that people see we're building something here, and teams and guys don't want to leave. That's massive because I mean I remember back in the day. Orlando was the place to be. There was no tax in Florida and big name free agents were always signing. It's like, we lose a couple. All right, we'll get two more. Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, come on in. And it's like, we need to get back to that being an attractive area for free agent. I feel like now we are. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Every Everybody's – all we have to do is get them here because the minute that we get them to yeah, Orlando, they right. don't leave. Shaquille O'Neal, Grant Hill, J.J. Wright, like they don't leave Orlando. We just got to get him, get them there. As long as we get them Anybody here, ever come back from Orlando it. and been like, I had a bad time? Nope. No. Look at Terrence Ross. There's, there's, there's one that I can <laughs> Yeah, Al's was, favorite player. Al's favorite player, actually. In the Atlanta Pacers, maybe? It starts with an L.E., a LeBron. Oh, God, freaking guy. LeBron James, is that it? LeBron, yeah. Yeah, that, that guy. guy. It, and <laughs> it's funny that you say that because the guy that I was thinking of is is Channing Fry, but he only thinks oh. that way because of LeBron. So it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's true. He's hmm. brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> as of as of right now, it's is eight thirty four p.m. on our time. It's same time for you guys. Maybe maybe not. Eight thirty yeah. on our <laughs> side, and that's that's all the news that we've heard. Um, out of the Orlando Magic. So it looks like, you know, we we kept it safe and simple. We brought back Gary, brought back Mo Bamba. Um, maybe there's running some other back. things in the work. But as of right now, yeah, that's what it, that's what it seems like. It's running it back. Um, is, is there anything that you guys would like to see more of? Is there is there anything that you want the Orlando Magic to try and pursue? Because, you know, it's no secret. Orlando Magic have money to spend. But is there is there anything that's missing or are you okay with how it is right now to go into the season? I'm okay with how it is right now. I know some of the fan base is itching for a little bit more shooting, but I think we're forgetting about Devin Kennedy a little bit. Um, and and I think that he's going to be a bigger part of the team than maybe people think. Really great player. I mean, shot a crazy percentage from beyond the arc in the G League last year and showed that he could do it at the pro level, at the NBA level, in the last, what, 10, 12 games that he was up with us, something like that. Uh, so I think that we're actually pretty good there. I would like to see us do something like Detroit did and maybe take on some salary and get some assets that we could use maybe next summer or the summer after when we're ready to make a more splashy move or to, or to really assemble or finalize a team that we think is going to make a push deeper into the playoffs. So I'm looking for us to maybe facilitate something, maybe take a little bit on. Uh, I don't even know if that's possible now. I haven't looked at the numbers since all this is happening in this in the moment. But I think something like that would would be attractive to me to get a little bit more future asset. Yeah, it's it's reported that we have about 18 million left. So it's, it's okay. important that people remember that, you know, we, we can still use that money for trades that come in, whether that's now or or later on. I believe I even saw um, Terrence Ross saying somewhere, I believe it was on his Twitch, saying that he doesn't believe that he's going anywhere anytime soon. If he did, it would Ooh. be around the trade deadline. So I, okay. I thought that that was okay. that was an interesting comment. Now, you brought up Devin Kennedy. It was reported that Devin Kennedy is also going to be taking part of the summer league. We also saw mm. that RJ Hampton will also be part of the summer league. Um, RJ Hampton is, is a player that 
you know, we we believe that there's potential. We believe that there's there's a really a high ceiling for it, but we for him, but we just haven't seen it yet. Do you like the fact that he, uh, on his account, is taking the initiative to want to be a part of the summer league and get a couple reps in for the summer? Yeah, I think RJ is. He definitely needs to prove himself if he wants minutes. In my mind, like I I don't know where I play him to be honest. I'd rather try to see Devin Kennedy out there and see what he can do. Uh, I just don't know where RJ fits for us. So I, I think he needs to prove himself in the summer league and he probably, he can, but I, there's, I mean, if we're legit trying to win games this season, which I would assume is a little more the direction that we're going to go in. Uh, I, I, I don't know if he's the guy to be honest. Yeah, the, the fear is that RJ, out of all the, the young nucleus that we have, that RJ is kind of like that odd man out. Yeah, uh, he's, he's the one thing that is kind of like we we really just don't know. And if the offer is right or if, if something just doesn't click, that he may be the first one a part of any deal that we might might potentially do. Yeah, RJ's had a, a tough go of it, man. I, I don't think things worked out for him like he hoped when he went to Australia League, but he was playing in New Zealand there. That didn't really go his way. Then he came over. He was a part of that draft year that was all jacked up from COVID. They didn't have they didn't have the summer league for his first year. So it is very rare for a third year player to be playing in the summer league if you're kind of an NBA guy. Um, a lot of guys in the summer league are you know still ten years in trying to get on a on a roster. But for a guy like RJ who was drafted, it's kind of odd. But I do respect that he's going there and and really putting in the effort. I think that also throwing him in last year as a ball handler, that's not RJ. I think we, we nope. saw that pretty quick. Uh, and that's what got me kind of down on RJ, seeing him in that position. But as the season went on and then Kel came back and he settled into that two-guard role off ball, I think if he gets more of that motion off ball, he's so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. you can imagine him coming around screens, burning speed, and getting to open shots on the perimeter, whereas a knockdown shooter, he was one of our best. If not, was he the best? Did he end up the best, Al? I think it was I, like, look, uh, top three in the team. I, I can't remember. Yeah, that, I mean, so that role for him, I think, can work great. And he's got a good size for a two guard, especially with some of our other guards, <clears throat> Cole Anthony, being a little undersized uh, to play some defense. <laughs> it's just unnecessary. So. I, mean, RJ I love Cole. I love Cole. <laughs> RJ Hampton is six foot seven, right? That was, yeah, that was confirmed, exactly. Right? Yeah. Everyone thought he was like 6'10 last year. Remember? Yeah. Like, as RJ Grampton growing, he keeps growing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that it's going to be at least somewhat exciting just to kind of see him with some of the Orlando Magic players. I think that that's going to help kind of break them in, <clears throat> break in the, the rookies in, in Houston and Paolo, which I think is awesome. We even saw Paolo. Um, in, in some training videos with C. Brickley working out with Cole Anthony already, which I think yeah. is it's huge because it already starts to build some of that excitement. Um, it's my understanding that, you know, Paolo and Cole, they've already somewhat known each other for a couple of years. So there's there's already that bonding that's already building. Um, mm-hmm. Al, what do you what do you think about them two working out already together? It's exciting, man. I think everybody on Twitter, social media in general yesterday was going crazy with the fact that we got to see the, that duo kind of working together. And don't forget, man, Anthony was on pace to average 20 points a game before that ankle injury yeah. that he suffered. Yeah. And then he came back and we were tanking. So he kind of took it easy and he wasn't playing as many minutes and he kind of wasn't as engaged anymore. So if you can get Cole Anthony at that level and you get Paulo averaging, I don't know, 16, 18 points a game, his rookie season, that's not a bad 
tandem right there between those two guys. And then, of course, you got Wendell, Franz, Markel, Terrence Ross, Gary Harris off the bench. Like, the team all of a sudden, they, what we struggled with the last, what, six, seven years has always been shooting and offense. All of a sudden, this team looks a lot better overnight by drafting Paolo, by getting Cole to be a little more aggressive and more efficient. And then, hopefully, that progression from Franz, progression from Markel, Wendell. So I think the team is looking really solid. I mean, you want to see that bond. And not for nothing, this is why, to me, Cole Anthony may not be perfect, but what he brings off the court, that personality, yes. that yes. leadership yep. that he brings to this team, I don't care what his flaws are. You cannot teach that. And it's really, really hard to find that in, in a young guy embracing Orlando the way that he is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, people Preach. talk about trading him and stuff. I, I can't even begin to talk about that mm-hmm. because why would you? He loves the yeah. city. He embraces it. Embrace him as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like he embody he embodies the the whole heart and hustle, which has been a big, big part of the the fabric of the Orlando Magic. And and I, I saw a graphic that was going around the internet where people were comparing his stats with um with Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is signing a crazy contract right now. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. it's like people hold it's crazy how people hold certain people to different standards. <clears throat> and you you look in all the counts. Yeah, Cole Anthony had a really strong start and then kind of dwindled down a little bit. But he's still a hell of a basketball player, whether you believe that he should be a starter, you believe that he's a six man. The most important thing is that he is a baller and he is someone that, again, uh, like you said, Al, he, he wants to be a part of the Orlando Magic. And he's all about watching this team grow. Right. Yeah, he's part of changing that culture, like you said, exactly. people yeah. wanting to go there. He's there. He likes it there. He's making it seem like, hey, we're having fun down here. Come join us. I'm not going to rain on the parade, but I do want to see the efficiency and the and the shot selection a little bit from Cole. I think at times he kind of gets a little lost and it very you know, spasmodic a little bit. Is, like, it, uh, is it raining in Connecticut right now? Get out of here, Storm <laughs> Cloud. <laughs> okay. Uh, we love you, Cole. We love you. There you go. <laughs> now I'm not I'm not sure if this if this occurred before um the draft, but um Paula was asked a question. It was one of those quick this or that's um, that kind of created a little bit of buzz. And the question that was asked to Paula was, would he rather win two rings or 10 All-Stars? And unfortunately, the man said, you know, I'd rather, if I'm being honest, and I'm glad that he's an honest individual, I feel like you should have lied in this moment. But he yeah, said, I would, ra- I would rather have 10 All-Stars. Kyle, what, what are your thoughts? Are, are you, yeah, what, what, I mean, you, when you the, hear that, what do you think? Well, from the fan perspective, it's kind of a letdown because as fans, we want chips. We, we don't care necessarily about all-stars. Look at the guy on the shirt, T-Mac. Man, man was a walking bucket, <laughs> went to plenty of all-stars, but those were some lean years at times in terms of winning. So all-stars don't necessarily equate to winning. But you know, if Paulo becomes a 10-time all-star and we can't assemble a squad around them around him to win a chip, I think True. that's kind of on us. So I think either of these equations, we're, we're hopefully getting a chip in there. I think, you know. I'm cool with him saying that, to be honest. It didn't bump me at all because I just feel like if you're the number one pick, you have to have that believe in yourself as a player. There's a lot of mm-hmm. guys who have won a ring sitting on some bench. Today, I was amazed when I heard Gary Payton won a ring. I forgot he was on a Heat team just hanging out that's right. and picked up a ring. Like <laughs> Some guys pick up rings when they're not really meaning to get them. So two rings isn't quite as meaningful as the 10 All-Star seasons, especially when you're the number one overall pick. You're carrying that much more weight with you. So like Kyle said, if... If we's a ten in a row year all star, but we can't win a ship, that's that's not on him. I mean, I feel like the goal should be like, yeah, you want to be a ten time all star, but 
man, optics, man. You want to you want to yeah. win that championship. It was <laughs> it was a question set up for failure because you know it's Little, if yeah. he becomes yeah. if he becomes a ten time All Star, then successful pick. You know, it, it worked out. Number one pick, ten time All Star. The only the way same, he could answer that question correctly is if he just said, "No, I want to win four chips." They're, they're, exactly, <laughs> there you go. exactly, exactly. Cool. What do you guys think about Paulo's kind of demeanor? Because a lot has also been made about this, and we're talking about his interview question answering, and a lot has been made about the the frowny smile situation. What do you, What do you think about his kind of persona at it, this moment. it is it is crazy because right it, it went from us being at war with toronto raptor fans for <laughs> picking a player that we didn't get it like the player that fell to us and now we're we're like all right we're gonna take a break from the raptor fans now let's let's go over here to the rockets fan and rocker fans they're they're upset they're they're bitter they really wanted paolo we ended up getting paolo and they're automatically saying that he didn't want to go to orlando look at his facial expressions which let, let's let's be honest, all right? We we get that he wanted to go to Houston. We get it that there was a Seattle connection there. We get all of that, but the man was crying on national television. Like he was yeah. crying. He was he was in tears. He had man tears on. So, <laughs> um, uh, what, Jason, what did what did you think? I just I think it's amazing that we're talking about the demeanor of a young man who yeah. uh, was completely shocked by, by being the number one pick on draft <laughs> night. Is kind of drinking all this stuff in, meeting guys for the first time. To me, honest, he's being professional. What's he supposed to do? Jump up and down and be like, "Oh my God, you're you're Chumo Kiki." It's like <laughs> he's he's just being a professional human man. And for a guy his age, I like to see it. Some people yeah. just when they have a resting face for ladies, got they call a resting bitch face. But he just <laughs> when he's got a resting face, he, he just doesn't have a smile. But let's not hold that against him. It's not like he's not having a good time. Sometimes there's a, people forget about the shock value of big moments like this and uh, get off them. Come on. It's like they're looking for something to complain about. What's going on, Magic fans? The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down money in all major sports, baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over and unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Don't forget, the Summer League's about to start, so it's a perfect opportunity for you to throw some money down and make some money. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, Use promo code TBPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I mean, I mean the, the funniest part to me is you talk about them praising Paolo the entire time before the draft. They're getting on us over the fact that he didn't work out for us, that he, all these things about Rocket fans, right? We draft Paolo instead. And all of a sudden, a, a switch flipped. Oh my goodness. 
Paolo doesn't sucks. He he has a bust potential. He doesn't want to play for Orlando. Jabari's <laughs> the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, what the heck did just happen? Um, but it just seems like we can't catch a break, like you said, Anthony, from from Raptors fans to now Rockets fans. And what are we doing? We're just drafting the guys in front of us. Like, we're not doing anything wrong, but it is what it is. But let me ask you guys this, something about the draft also. We talked about culture, you know, Cole Anthony wanting to be here. Paolo showing support for the city of Orlando already. And then you got Chet Holmgren, who, for some mm. reason, there's rumors out there about him botching his workout and maybe yeah. quitting halfway through because he didn't want to be in Orlando. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Kyle, I'll start with you. Yeah, I'm not buying it, man. I just really he he botched the workout to go to the team with one of his best buds and then cost himself three plus million dollars. I mean, that's just that's a bad decision to go to Oklahoma City to go to Oklahoma City, bro. And I'm not I mean, I've never been to Oklahoma City. I just have ideas of what it might be. And it's not it's not New York City. You know, it's not like he was trying to skip Orlando to go to New York or L.A. or Oklahoma City. So I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think, you know, I don't know where that came from. It was probably another post interview thing where. Oklahoma City media was asking him well, what was going on. He's like, "Hey, I wanted to come to OKC the whole time, you know. I didn't even do that well in the in the Orlando workout, and it just got flipped, turned upside down. I, I don't know, but I'm not. I I don't hold. I don't have any grudges against the kid. If we play him when we're, we're down there, I'm not going to boom Peach. I, I can't speak for Peach though. Uh, how are you feeling, Peach? Is it, <laughs> are you going to let bygones be got bygones? Is it water under the bridge with Holmgren now? Unicorns are real. Talk about they are not. I, I thought I wasn't going to have to talk about this man giraffe anymore, but I guess here we are. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think he tanked the workout. I think. You, I think there's a little bit of wordplay going here, but because uh, so many, there were so many questions about him to begin with. Why would he? tank a workout that might add to the questions that already existed about him. Uh, it definitely is strange that he wouldn't want to work out to be on a team with his buddy and go run it back in the NBA. They seemed like they wanted to do that. You saw them both kind of posting stuff that led you to believe that, that they might want that. Uh, but I think deep in his heart, he knew that the magic weren't going to pick him. And I think he, re I think his, his staff that promoted him, they are the smartest people in the whole wide world because they are trying to sell people something that is just not that nice. And they had everybody believing that he is, needs to be this high a pick. And I don't think he wanted the pressure of being number one pick either. So I think he, he feels like I can hide in OKC. They're not L.A. They're not New York. No one's going to really get on me in the media here. They're going to give me time to grow, which is probably better for him, to be honest. Yeah. Because yeah. in three or four years down the road, he might be a much better player. But New York, L.A., they wouldn't give him that. If he went number one, we'd be pissed after a couple of years. And and it's 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 funny because in in all retrospect, it's like Chet Holmgren was made for the Orlando Magic. Like in terms of of who the media believes is our 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 standard prospect in the draft. Um, it, him being so close to Jalen Suggs and and he, they they just assumed that this was the case. And the fact that you know it didn't happen, I I get the reason why people see it that way. And, and it just seems like the national media, they, they like poking fun. Any, any chance that they get, if there's a way to poke at the Orlando Magic, they find a way to do it, and they do it collectively, which I find a little frustrating. Yeah. Some type of conspiracy happening. Yeah. We're going to have to put up a bunch of haters. Get in there and be like, come on, man. Give some <laughs> Exactly. Now, um, some, some I guess I don't want to call it news, but in, in, the, in the big podcast 
with Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal made some comments mm-hmm. that made a little noise. I feel like Orlando Magic, we, we've just been in the media a lot lately, which is amazing. Um, but in this podcast, Shaquille O'Neal said that he really wants the DeVos family to sell the Orlando Magic to him and to Dennis Scott and to his <laughs> billionaire buddies. Now, the biggest debate that we've seen is you you have an- another topic where it's it, it feels like a civil war. You got half of the fan base that think that this is an amazing idea that we should do it. Then you have the other half that, you know, I I I, I agree with the most that we shouldn't do it. In Shaq's mind, the way that he would run things is he would just own the team and yeah. he would make Dennis Scott his general manager. Shaquille O'Neal wouldn't make any decisions at all. It would just be Dennis Scott because they're they're able to with telepathy be able to, you know, <laughs> he would do exactly what you know Shaquille O'Neal would do because he trusts him so much. Um, so Kyle, I'm gonna throw it to you. With selling to the would selling the Orlando Magic to a player like Shaquille O'Neal or to Shaquille O'Neal specifically, would that be a right move? Would you want would you I, want the Orlando I Magic mean, I'm not the right person to to start this question <laughs> off because I, I don't I don't want to talk about politics, but I'm a teacher and Betsy DeVos tried to like torpedo Ooh. the education system in the United States. So if I, I would sell the I, I, anyone can own it besides the DeVos family, honestly, like I, I really don't care. So selling the shack would be great. I mean, just think <laughs> of like the halftime antics with stuff. I mean, look at that. Sell it to he's, me. he's an icon. <laughs> Wait, is I that Shaq? Is that Shaq? Yes. I'm on the show. <laughs> Give it to me. I turned Papa John's around. I can turn this franchise around. <laughs> Good impression. It's impressive. He's had he's had that bobblehead in the room where you guys record your episodes for how long now? You've never seen it. Oh, oh, oh. I, yeah. He, oh, he, no, he doesn't no. usually he come over around. this side of the room now. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like he's, he's like that elf. He's, he's like that elf. Many toys over there. I change yeah, the I, background and stuff in here a lot, and I don't think he notices. I never notice. I never <laughs> notice. No right, so yeah. so Peach, does that mean that you're you're for Shaquille O'Neal owning the Magic? Yeah, I'd be for it. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's a really good businessman. Look, not only did I joked, but honestly, he turned Papa John's around from a scandal that was going to go bad, <laughs> and he literally turned them around and kept them on the pizza map. I mean, that, you don't just do that overnight. And I mean, look, General used to be a car insurance we all laughed at, but now we take him seriously. It's all because of Shaquille O'Neal. And he can do the same thing for the Orlando Magic too. Yeah, icy hot. You're right, Peach. You're right. Let's do it. Icy hot. As long, great example. Just don't touch Weltman Hammond. Like, just exactly. If, if he, you're gonna buy the team, wouldn't. yeah, just don't do that. But, I don't. But that's that's. But those are his inten- his intentions is to fire John Hammond no, with no. Dennis Sky in there. Those no. are his those are his intentions. Al, no. <laughs> Al, help me out here because I'm losing right now. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I would sell it to, I mean, any any basketball player group that wants to buy the Magic door in a heartbeat, man. We, we need that that support. We need that as a tool for us to attract more free agents, um, for guys that want to come to Orlando and really be involved in the community. The DeVos family does a great job, you know, with voluntary work and nonprofits, but they're not here. They're from Michigan somewhere. They spend most of the time there, and they only have teams that they own here. So I think that we need guys that are involved. My dream scenario would be, Shaq, T-Mac, and Vince get together, Ooh. buy the team, go from there. Wow, there you go. Ugh. All right, so <laughs> dang, dang, I can't, I can't even count on you, Al. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be right. So, so, so the voice here, of reason, here, Anthony. I know. Here, here are my. <laughs> Who's here are the my, cloud uh, now? My goodness. So, um, I, I don't care about the DeVos. Like, sell the team. Yeah. Just don't sell it to Shaq. 
Like I, I think Michael Jordan is like the perfect example of a a a basketball player that owns a team. Like who is not who is waiting in line to go and play for the Charlotte Hornets? Who has Michael Jordan brought in that you're just like, wow, Michael Jordan did that. Call so if Michael Brown. Jordan can't do it, who? Call me Brown. <laughs> the legend, NBA champion. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> so if my if Michael Jordan can't do it, then a, as much success as Papa John's has had, Icy Hot, the general, as as much success as they had, I just don't see it happening. This whole thought process of, well, I'm I'm just gonna bring Dennis Scott in to be the general manager, and then he's just gonna read my mind, and, and we're gonna live in a in a perfect world. Yeah, he he was a part owner of the Sacramento Kings, which. Till this day, I find really weird because he really hated weird. the Kings. Yes. And what did he do for them? Sacramento, if I'm, and granted, you know, I know that we haven't been the greatest for a long time, but they have been way worse than we have. They're still bad. So if, if his name doesn't bring in free agency, if what he did from Sacramento as a track record isn't good, and then he just wants to own the team and have Dennis Scott do everything for him, I just don't see the, the benefit of it. I agree. I agree with all of you. What, what about Whether that? It's fun. Or somebody else. As long as you keep the team in Orlando. What's that? No, Anthony what about, doesn't like. What fun. about that? It's fun. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no it's raining. Right, it's ra- it's raining right. in Orlando yeah. right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. I and, and so the most important thing is you 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 can't touch John Hammond and Jeff yes. Waldman. I, yes. I'm I'm a big fan of the front office. I can sure. debate about that with anyone all day. I love where the team is right now, and nobody is messing that up. Zero. Um, and then on on top of that, just keep the team in Orlando. Like there was at one point in time where we were almost a Kansas City Magic. That would have been yeah. terrible. It doesn't even yeah. sound good. There's so no spirit in that town. Orlando. There's no heartbeat pounding in the streets there. They wouldn't know what to do with this team. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've never, I've never been in Kansas City, but I would just imagine it'd be like Oklahoma City. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. So very, very similar to Paolo, um, we're gonna do this or that with with you guys, and we're just gonna alternate between uh, you and Peach. Um, so the very first one: if both are healthy, who starts at the four, Paolo or Jonathan Isaac? <laughs> This is Jonathan Isaac, oh, baby. Man. Let's I'm, go. Why? Let's go. I, I, I why? put that question in there for a really good reason. You're trying to start a conflict, <laughs> Al. All right. Yes. All right. He's the instigator. Al's the instigator. I so, got so it. I got it. Explain. So elaborate. You know, why is yeah. it that the second worst team in the NBA, who, uh-huh. by the luck of, of everything lucky, gets a number one pick, draft Paolo, mm-hmm. why should the number one pick Come off the bench in your mind. He's got to develop character, Anthony. Oh, he's got to he's got to develop that character. He's got to earn it. Now I don't. I am getting bashed pretty hard uh, in the comments. We talked about this on our show recently, and people came after me and let me know that I'm <laughs> just psychotic. And maybe I am. Maybe I am. Um, but I just that pre-injury Jonathan Isaac just was so magnificent as a player. I mean, the way that he defends, he's a defensive player of the year candidate. I really, he was in the top three mix. I mean, he was blocks per game, like him and Rudy Gobert, one and two. And not only that, he was starting to step out. I mean, he got injured on like a Euro step. So he was like really diversifying his game, driving the rock. He was shooting. I mean, Weltman has said that he's really been shooting it well. He looks good. 
So if if that is true, and if he is, you know, has an improved shot and his defense is still there, and this question says healthy, so I'm assuming he's the same player that I saw, which is probably not true, you know, maybe not the beginning of the season. But um, I, I jest a little bit here, but I do think there's something in making Paolo earn it. Sugg said that at the beginning of the year last year that he was expecting to come off the bench, Sugg said, and he wa- he was okay with that and he wanted to earn it. And I want to see that type of humility and that kind of dog from Paulo. I want to see him really get after it. Now, is there a lineup that could see both of them side by side? That's not the question. I'm trying to, you know, manipulate it a little bit. But I just really love what J.I. brings. And, and I think that, you know, I think people are sleeping. And I, I hope he's still that same player because, man, I love watching that guy play. Yeah, this is definitely Al's equivalent of poking us with a stick and being like, do something. Because uh, you used a lot of words there to describe stuff. And I feel like whenever you have to use that many words to describe it, it usually means you're trying to really sell it. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen this guy play in a couple of years. I don't know what he's going to be. But you draft a guy number one, the fans want to see him out there. There's no way he doesn't start. It seems that simple to me. This is the second dumbest question Magic fans are asking lately. <laughs> right after all those people that a lot of them are on Facebook forums, by the way, where they're suggesting that Markel Fultz should not be starting for us. And that guy can't play anymore. And it's just like, what? Like (laughs) I can't with you people right now. So this one to me, I just kind of like, yeah, he starts. There's no question about it. So J.I. comes off the bench. That's, that's pretty sexy too, though. Cool. He's familiar with the bench. He spent a lot of time there. He'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Damn. Damn. Okay. All okay. right. So that, that was controversial. Let's go to number two now. Same thing. Going back to you guys. Wait, you guys haven't answered it. I want to no, know no, what you think, Al. It's all about you guys. Oh, it's all about you guys okay. today. Okay. Way to avoid, Al. Way to avoid. <laughs> so, number two. Sucks or Cole, who starts at the two opening night? Um, I think they might go with Cole on opening night. But I think in the long run, it will be Suggs. Um, but I could could probably make an argument either way. But gun, gun to my head, I'm going, with, uh, I'm going with Cole, I think. Just because of the intangibles he brings and being such a face of this league and uh, getting in the workouts with a, a, a bizarrely panted Boncharo already. Uh, I don't know how anyone does a basketball workout in pants, by the way, especially ones that colorful Kyle to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Nets game that we played when Jalen came out on fire, nailed like three or four three-pointers, dropped like 20 in the first half. I'm on the Suggs train just because I think, I don't know, looking at him last year, I don't know that he's a point guard. Uh, I think that he's just tremendous on the defense, and I love that lineup. Um, I love him in the in the two-guard as a defender as well. So... I think Cole coming off the bench was better to be the guard and run that second unit. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Jamal Mosley manipulates these lineups this year, but I'd go with Suggs starting two guard day one. Yeah, I, I think that Suggs would end up starting, um, but I think that Cole Anthony would definitely get more of the the bulk of the minutes. Like if it's a close game and we're ending it out, I think Cole Anthony would would be in the game more so. You think at the end of the game, he's just kind of been a defensive liability yeah. for me at yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The switches we have when he's in the game sometimes are he, just maddening. Horrible. Yeah, he my, always, my, he seems to always get pinned on someone down low. I don't get it. 
Yeah, my only fear with it is just the 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 shooting. I, I think that Cole that's the one thing that Cole is able to bring over Suggs. And it maybe yeah. really just depends on on who we're playing and and if we see improvements from Markel as well. Um, because my my fear is that you have Markel and you have Jalen Suggs, and if they're both not hitting, then that's where yeah. it becomes a little uh, a little True. problematic where now the, the floor isn't as spaced out as you want it to be. So it may, maybe it just depends on who it is that we're playing against, but I can still see Cole Anthony getting a bulk of the minutes. But Jonathan Isaac's been working on his three-point shot, so he's he, going to be he, out there. He has to because he can't <laughs> use his lower body. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, if you can only keep one, would you keep Devin Kennedy or Bobo? Same De- answer I mean, for both here. Yeah, it's yeah Devin Kennedy. Let's go. Uh, he said hello to you at a Lakeland Magic game we went to. Yeah, he, he was nice to me, so yeah. I, <laughs> he wins. He was, I, I don't know Bobol. Does anyone know what Bobol is? I, 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 I don't know. I he's, think He's a guy who good. never uses a plate. I know that. But he, he looks really good in, in clips, you see. But, I mean, yeah, he does. they yeah, made sure. Hartenstein look amazing to me for the last couple of days, saying we were going to get him. So, I mean, clips, eh, it's hard to believe him. But I think if like bull bull to me was uh chet holmgren so i'm like well let's, let's just go with one or the other here we don't need to waste the draft pick of the guy we got <laughs> yeah i think as a team we need the shooting more devin kennedy is one of the best shooters in the g league we've pretty stout now at the four five uh, which bull bull will be playing so i think we go pretty deep there already bull bull seems kind of expendable i don't foresee him coming back as a magic this year i would love i would love to use a two-way on him at the very least, if there's one thing that I've said multiple times is that I have not been a fan on uh, of the way that we've utilized our two way. I don't feel like it's they've been used as as a development um, a contract tool. I, I believe that they were used as kind of a replacement during our take our tanking, kind of like the replacements. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like they've successfully have done that. But if you're if you're looking to develop somebody, I think that Bobo should be your project. If we really yeah, love projects the way that we've shown that we really yeah. do love projects, here you go. Here's your project. Work on it. Develop them, and and we'll see what happens. I think that the small sample size that we've seen in in summer leagues and a little bit of play um, during the Nuggets, I think that there's something there. I don't know what it is, but it's there. And I think that at the very least, and you know, we we should at least try it out and see what happens. Unless another team is willing to give them a contract. Yeah, there's nothing to lose by taking a shot. I agree. Yeah. All right, guys, last one for this segment. So I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll still ask it. <clears throat> so bring back a vet. We need vets in this team right now, right? You can only bring one, MCW or our good friend, Robin Lopez. Please. <laughs> they need, they need, Show they them need the jersey. There it is, there it is. Yeah, we need the intro for our podcast, man. We is, that, do- is that a Robin Lopez jersey? That is not a Robin Lopez jersey. Did you pay it full is. price? Did you pay full price? <laughs> um, I got it from a, a dealer. It's it may or may not be official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Robin Lopez just for the halftime antics alone Absolutely. and just the interactions with stuff I, that 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 was worth it in this tough season. Uh, that some of those True. some of those uh, little exchanges were hilarious. I got to be honest, MCW was on the team during the uh, Aaron Gordon years, which is a little bit of a, uh, uh, I was not really following the team much then because I didn't care for Aaron Gordon. So I didn't really see him play a lot with us, but I did respect his game. I remember seeing yeah. him play a little bit with the Bucks and some other teams. But uh, yeah, it's got to be Robin here. If just not for the side, the side show he brings. You know, I'm into the, you know, I'm into fun. <laughs> I can't believe you have a Robin Lopez jersey. I don't, I don't know why I just saw that now. That's you know, amazing. everybody has... It. 
I respect everybody it. has one of those jerseys of their team that like when you walk by people, they go, why does he even have that? This is mine. <laughs> he, signed, he signed a one year contract. <laughs> yeah. He's near and dear to our heart. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. He was I a big it. part of the show. So I figured <laughs> yeah, I got to have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. So that last and final one for, for our closeout. Um, you know, we, there's a lot of excitement with the number one pick. We're we're bringing players back. We're going to see, you know, sophomore year Franz Wagner. We're we're hoping that these guys are developed. Um, are, are we looking at playing or are we looking at lottery? Kyle, I think playing. If I had to, Peace. if I had to bet, <laughs> I lost a bet on our over win on our win total last year. So, um, I, I think we can be a, a playing contender for sure. Because you don't really need that many wins to actually even get into the play-in conversation. So I think some of these other teams are going to stumble and fall. They made some weird moves. And it opens up a spot for a young, hard team that's going to be going at it all year. And it's ready to – I mean, we had a great record. When you look at what we did after the All-Star break, we were a different team. Mm-hmm. And we're healthier now, and everybody's back, and we just added the number one pick. How can you figure that's not at least worth 10, maybe 15 wins better? But even 10 gets you in the conversation. So – I say play. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what our over under is. You know, 35, 36 wins, I would think at least. And if we're in if we're there, then we're in the conversation. I'm hoping we're more in the play in than the lottery. If if we're having this conversation maybe a year from now or and we're at the end of the season and we're closer to the lottery, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong, friends. Horribly, horribly wrong. And yeah, I don't want to injuries. Again. Yeah. No, oh, geez. Knock on wood, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, this this has got to be the year we all stay healthy and and we see what we have here. This is a really important year for us and, and to see what we have. And then next year, that's when I think Weltman and Hammond are really going to put the finishing touches and put the puzzle together for us. So mm-hmm. uh, lottery, let, I mean, uh, play and let's go. Absolutely. You guys know too, I'm reading some rumors now <laughs> here on Twitter and stuff saying that there might be a situation where the Gary Harris and Mo Bamba contracts may be one and one, meaning the second year of the contract is not guaranteed because okay. they do want to keep the flexibility for next year. They keep wow. talking about that. They want to be right. players in free agency next year. So yeah. to your point, this year is huge for us. we got to stay healthy. we got to know what young guys truly belong, what guys we can package, and who just simply does not belong. So I think to your point, it, it's a crucial year. And I think if we can stay healthy, win some games, we can get some answers because if we can go after some good free agents next season – all of a sudden, we're players. We're, we're going to be one of the top five teams in the East, and we're back to that again. But if injuries are an issue, it's going to, again, just slow us down again. Kyle and Peach, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Definitely a lot of fun. For those that aren't familiar familiar with you guys, where can they find your episodes? Where can they find you on social media? Um, we're Court Cousins. We're on every platform, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. Uh, at court underscore cousins on Twitter and Instagram. Really appreciate you guys having us on. You guys are pros. Been listening yeah, to awesome. you for years. This is kind of like a little dream come true here for me. I can't really believe that I'm here and I, we just had this conversation. Love listening to you guys. Thank you for everything you do for the community, man. Absolutely. We definitely love your show. If you haven't listened, definitely check them out. On that note, it's a wrap. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.